0: Scientists have discovered barnacles growing on airplane wreckage that washed up after the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. The the barnacles could hold the key in reconstructing the drift paths and answering some of the many questions about the disappearance of that flight. Dr. Nassar Al-Khatan is a research lead and professor of geochemistry at Kuwait University and joins us now to talk more about this. Thank you so much for being here here.
1: Good morning everyone and thanks for the invitation again.
0: Well this is such a fascinating story and look at how we might learn more about the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 MH370. How are barnacles growing on that wreckage? How are they part of this mystery?
1: Yeah so this is the fascinating part. We wouldn't imagine that a really small animal like those barnacles could and can be used to give us hints about the location of the missing plane. Well, those barnacles have multiple stages of life. One of them involves drifting in the ocean until they find a stationary point. A drifting object, let's say, in the middle of the ocean at that point, they will settle in and they will start growing.
0: What, what is it about that and the growing of the barnacles that offers up the researchers and scientists' clues as to, as to what happened to this flight?
1: Perfect. This is a good question. So they have a soft tissue and a hard tissue. The hard tissue, I'm referring to the shells. They have multiple shells. And the way that those shells grow, just like a tree, they just keep adding layers and layers and layers over time. Now imagine this, every time they precipitate a layer, they record the environment, generally speaking. So in our case, they record the temperature of the water in each layer. So now imagine this, if there was a barnacle that got attached to that flaperon, that piece of a wing, in the beginning, immediately after the crash, It is possible that we will have just like a logbook of temperature readings from that point all the way to the discovery, to the time of the discovery. Of that flat run on, Reun- on Reunion Island.
0: So the barnacles record as they grow; they record, like you said, water temperature and that. And does that is that then by looking at them, you're able to the or, or researchers and scientists would then be able to to pinpoint better the exact area or know more about where in the where in the Indian Ocean the plane is.
1: Well, yeah, this is the thing. Uh, we were able actually to backtrack in time the drifting, let's say, path of that piece of a wing in the Indian Ocean. So since we only have smaller barnacles, we only have a short period of time to work with. In theory, if we were giving access to the larger barnacles that we know that they do exist, we might actually get a longer track, long enough to give us indications about the location of the Christ site. This is the plan, actually.
0: Hmm. And I understand, too, that it, this could also help. While there are theories and uh, and uh, approaches as to try and figure out what happened after that plane went off the radar and what happened in that six or eight hours, could the barnacles help with that as well, not only pinpointing where it is located, but more as to what happened maybe while it was in the ocean?
1: Well... Uh, regarding this side of the story, they will start recording the moment they got attached to that flat run. So basically, we will get an idea about what happened after the crash, not before.
0: Right. Okay. Starting
1: with the possible crash site. Yeah.
0: Right. But you would know then, or or would they be able to to tell us or or give us information about in the water, say if the plane moved in the water or anything, like you said, so anything really that that happened as far as movement and such after the crash?
1: Exactly, exactly. So basically, we would be able to pinpoint, or let's say not pinpoint, uh, let me say this. There is something called the Seventh Arc which is basically an arc in the Indian Ocean that dictates the possible locations of the Christ site based on, let's say, the fuel consumption rate and so on. So by studying those barnacles, we might get the first temperature reading, which we will use to find the exact latitude, let's say, or suggest a possible latitude for the missing plane. This is the first reading. What about the later reading? Again, those barnacles grow by adding layers and layers. We will use those layers to get a record, a temperature record of where did that flap run move? Did it go south? Did it go north, east, west, all the way to the time of its discovery on that island?
0: Hmm. And and what about the size of the barnacles? In that, if the barnacles that are the largest, uh, and if those and if scientists were able to see that those must have attached quickly after the crash or soon after the crash, would those be the ones then that mm-hmm. would be offering up the most information?
1: Exactly. I have to say this first of all. Uh, Professor Gregory Herbert at the University of South Florida, I was working in his paleoecology lab, and he was the first actually among us to notice that, yes, those are barnacles that we can use, and they could be large enough, large enough to give us a longer story, a longer track. We only worked with with what was published. There are published data of those barnacles. We used those published data to create a drifting track. Now imagine this. What if it was possible for us to acquire those shells, the larger shells? Then it's going to be our responsibility in the Ecology Lab to sample the shells and get a more detailed track, let's say, drifting track for that flapper on. Hmm.
0: So is that what's next in the research or what does happen next?
1: Well, this is what we hope to happen, actually. We now have this study published Everyone will see our work. Everyone will see the potential of our work. So please give us the larger barnacles. Allow us to work on those larger barnacles. And who knows, we might actually give new information so that the search might be resumed again. It's all about those large barnacles.
0: Uh, and you mentioned um, uh, associate professor Gregory Herbert at University of South Florida uh, creating that method and and, uh, and being the first to kind of really look into this. So when you say give us those barnacles, is that is it a question of getting those for further research or how does that happen?
1: Exactly. For further research. So hopefully the French government, if I'm not mistaken, they in theory they do have large barnacles although there is no official record of them let's say on paper however if you want if you are to go and look into the media look at the flat there are larger shells somewhere there are larger shells somewhere so basically if we are to acquire those shells we might actually begin step two of this project which is actually getting along the track
0: and, and is, that's what Professor Herbert saw, wasn't it? Did he see a photograph or he saw the shells, the barnacles on the plane? And, and that's when he started emailing and getting involved and saying, well, hold on a second. These might hold the key.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Professor Herbert was the one who designed the total project. He was, one, he was the one to notice, actually, those barnacles. And being the paleoecologist that he is, he knew what kind of tools we can use on those barnacles to extract some useful information. And here we go. We have a geochemist, a a biologist from different universities working on that project. It took us a while, but eventually we have the study published.
0: It's a fascinating study and, uh, and just so interesting to see how this is being done and locating, hopefully, uh, and getting more information on this flight. Uh, Dr. Katan, thank you so much for your time. It was uh, great chatting with you today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Dr. Nassar al Katan is the research lead and professor of geochemistry at Kuwait University.